Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast, The Fall in Love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise. She's hella strong, like King Kong, Jacqueline Trumbull. What's strong? Strong. Like strong? strong? It's, like a, it's like a cool way to say strong. Oh, that is cool. God. <laughs> I get all of my cultural knowledge from Liam. I don't feel like a third as strong as Hannah Brown, though. No. Yeah. She's she's like uh she's strong like Donkey Kong. <laughs> strong. She's swole. She's swole. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that either. She's pumping emotional iron. <laughs> this was the finale. The finale of the finale. Sure was. Four hours of Bachelorette. Can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. So Hannah got engaged to Jed, but it fell apart pretty quickly. Because Jed lied about having a girlfriend and basically just who he was as a person. Um, So they broke up and they're not getting back together. But maybe Tyler is back in the picture. Hmm? (laughs) So as usual, not always, but as usual. My first question for you, Jacqueline, is how do you think Hannah did? I thought she did well. I really liked actually the speech she gave when she was um, getting proposed to Jed and... I mean, you know, she made the decisions that were right for her, and I thought she was very compassionate the whole time. Um, loved the moment she said, "This is not a moment to clap for." Yes. Loved that. Let's talk about that. That was my that was my favorite moment mm-hmm. of okay. the episode because, like, people want things to be empowering all the time. Yeah, yeah. That actually, that that kind of. I'm going to find it really hard not to be annoying about this episode, actually, because I, I desperately want to play devil's advocate with the Jed situation. I mean, just <laughs> desperately. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I, I do apologize for this. I know it's annoying, but I can't help it. Ugh. My nature. <laughs> the libertarian in you. <laughs> it is the libertarian. <laughs> okay. Except that that shouldn't be devil's advocacy. That should just be the truth. But anyways. <laughs> Um, I agree. The audience reactions annoyed me maybe more than they've ever annoyed me in the history of the show this episode. Because I agree. It was like every, yeah, everybody wants this season to be about, about empowerment. And sometimes, and, and I think that she's done everything right. And it was a completely legitimate decision of hers to end the engagement. I also would have thought it was legitimate of her to actually forgive him and I think forgiveness is also a beautiful thing and um, I don't actually think Jed is a bad person I could understand a lot of what he was doing a lot of it was genuinely shitty and he owned up to that but it it it's also I hate I hate the mob I hate the mob and that's what they were doing to that whole situation and to Jed and like the whole you know applauding every time she was saying that the engagement was over it was just really gross to me and I I loved that she stood up for both of them and allowed something to actually be sad instead of like look at me standing up for myself as a woman like no she wanted to be engaged you know and she also doesn't think that jed is a bad person she just you know this can't she can't go forth with it and that's totally fair so um i i like that she she chooses compassion and she chooses fairness and she chooses actually the person in front of her instead of the mob reaction right she didn't have the urge to cancel him 
to just write someone off when they mm-hmm. do, you know, something legitimately not good. Yeah. I mean, not you see his point of view, but even just to like act like he committed some unforgivable felony. Right, because you know? he didn't. And this kind of thing happens a lot, especially in this in this situation. I mean, there, like I'll go into this later, but there are a lot of things he did that made sense to me having been in his position. And also, I actually think he gave the best apology he could have possibly given. And his even the his couch time with her, you know, in that in the happy couples weekend the sad couples weekend or whatever i you know i thought he did <laughs> i thought he did well i i like he i thought he took ownership he was honest he he completely validated everything she was feeling um there's not you know there's not a lot more you can do without without action and he was asking what action he could take and it just unfortunately there wasn't enough that he could he could do yeah and i and i also think that an added part of this was the humiliation in the public like the public humiliation that she just couldn't, it's just too hard to forgive somebody because they don't have the privacy to do it. There's too much mm-hmm. shame involved and there's too, there's too much noise. And that's what I really feel bad for both of them about. Right. Cause if she had forgiven him, then people would be like, how can she do that? Right. Yeah. Why was it your favorite moment? I thought it was just very genuine, very real. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it wasn't an empower like, I mean, she's very, very strong to have got to be going through this mm-hmm. and handling it so gracefully. But that was not how she was feeling. It was they were applauding. They weren't really seeing her to be applauding in that moment. They they just wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, they just like smelled blood and, and you know, wanted to see uh, somebody be humiliated. Right. But she was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, yeah, she. it wasn't what she wanted. You're basically applauding for people, you know, in the saddest moment of both of their lives. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it really was sad. I mean, I found this whole episode really sad. It was really sad. Yeah. Because, like, we've grown to care about Hannah, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she, you know, we know how she feels. We saw how much, how good she was with Jed, how much she cared about him. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is I actually thought they were a pretty good couple. I mean, it it really like it I didn't make me happy to see them break up. No. Uh, not that I love Jed. I mean, it's not he's not someone I would really date, but I I could see I could see why they were good together. And I I really thought that I thought she made a great decision in choosing him. Like there was so much Ugh, there was so much there. It was just so sad to watch that fall apart so quickly and to watch him try, you know, and to know what he's been going through, God, and his family. Yeah. So anyways. And it was, <laughs> and it was, it was self-inflicted, but. Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it was. He didn't, you know, he, uh, he made these choices. He did. You know. You just don't expect. Well, there were some aspects of it where I think that I think it actually comes down to a lot of confusion in modern dating. I actually, I mean, I know it sounded like they were in a relationship, but I've dated someone for six months, gone on two vacations with them, and we were never exclusive. I said I loved them. Like, these these relationships do happen. Mm-hmm. And, and both of us, I mean, I don't know what he was doing. It's not like we talked about it, but both of us were, you know, going on dates with other people, whatever. It's like, I, I've had many of those situations because a lot of times your life doesn't line up with having a relationship, but it does line up with seeing with someone. Sometimes your emotions get the best of you or alcohol gets the best of you or whatever. I mean, 
I went into the show having actually that guy having just met that guy and was like calling him from the airport about to go into the show. And I, my heart was like completely with him, but I wanted to do this thing. And then, and then my heart was with Ari because I wasn't in a relationship with someone else, you know? And I, I think that it made sense to me that Jed felt that way. Um, and, and I don't, and then, and then him describing, you know, how he felt that first night and when he, why he went into it, that also made sense to me. I don't think when you go into that show, you're thinking about how much you respect the lead and how much you care for the lead because they're a complete stranger and they're famous and they're having the experience of the light of a lifetime. And you think that there is a 29 out of 30 chance that you will be dumped. So you just aren't, you're not on their side yet, you know, but the lead can't see that because they're living in their own head. And so they think that anybody there with any intention other than I'm going to fall in love with you is like a shitty person, but it, it just isn't true. That's what, you know, most people are there for themselves and to get their own adventure and, and to, you know, they go in, everybody goes in for fame and Instagram and whatever they can get from it. Jed wasn't stupid and that wasn't unreasonable. So yeah, so that's why he didn't tell her for a while. And then he surprised himself by falling in love. Like all of that, all of that made sense to me. I think then he got too deep in. Yeah. See, this is why, this is why I love doing the show with you. Because you bring this perspective. Yeah. Like you you've been there, so you know you can speak to his his thought process in this. I could talk about this for hours is the problem. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's but I you know, I think it's 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 an issue of yeah, defining the relationship. That was his biggest crime. Yeah, and but but that is a get out of jail free card for a lot of people. Honestly, including me, like until I define a relationship, we could be dating for seven months, but I will be seeing other people like that. And I and I say that early on. I'm like, do not expect me to be exclusive. But I didn't used to because I was young and stupid, you know, and so are these people like they're (laughs) (laughs) these 25, you know, I mean, and a man 25 is like, you know, a a girl's 20. So, yeah, like. It just doesn't it just doesn't surprise me that he was in this mindset and he literally said this, you know, where he was single, playing around, thinking about himself, thinking about his music, and selfishly dating, because that's what most young people do, especially young men. So like the you know, and, and the fact that he did tell this girl, I am going on a show, like, what did she think that that meant? He they can't be in a relationship if she allows him to go on a show and date someone else. They can't be, unless they say this is a polyamorous relationship. When he went on that show, that was him breaking up with her, or at least putting that relationship on pause. So it's not really like he ghosted her. He went and dated someone else. I mean, he didn't like he didn't just go on a plane and not tell her where he was going. I agree he shouldn't have been like, I, you know, I love you, remember that, whatever. But that is how he felt at the time. And he wasn't, I mean, when I went on Ari season, there... There was no chance in hell that I felt guilty about dating Nikolai. Like, I, you know, what? Well, I mean, I had just met him, so it was a different situation. But Ari was some guy who was dating 29 women. That was the reality, you know? So why was it so horrible for me to have somebody that I had, you know, that I was interested in? It's just, it's just later my feelings shifted over to Ari because he suddenly gave me validation. But for the whole show, you know, the lead is giving validation to a lot of people. And you don't really feel like only giving your heart to that one person because it feels... I mean, it feels risky and kind of demeaning. <laughs> so when you go in, I mean, you just you just think you're going to date some celebrity, kind of, for like a couple weeks, maybe. Like that's 
it's it it's totally reasonable for him to have gone in with that. It's just that, yeah, then he got too deep and then he didn't tell Hannah because the other thing about the show is that it doesn't give you the opportunity to have those kinds of conversations. If he had told her that, he would have been packing his bags and he knew that. Like, when would he have told yeah. her? So, yeah, so then he got scared. He got scared. Right. He saw what ha- he saw what happened night one. She asked him, like, didn't you see what happened night one? He's like, yeah, why would it, so why would I tell you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what did she want from him in that moment? No, man. Literally nobody would have gotten up and being like, yeah, I also have another girlfriend. Wait, was that not okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> never, never. Ugh. Yeah. And, you know, but and the thing is, like, I agree. He was a coward. He did do something selfish, but he also agrees. And that's where I thought, like, maybe they could come together. Like, he's not defending himself whatsoever. And he is he's totally yeah. ready to, I mean, ostensibly to fix this. <sighs> I think even he's like, yes, we went on vacation twice. Yes, she met my parents. Yes, I told her I loved her. She's not my girlfriend. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, Liam, these things, these happen. Like, I, I no, had that happen. relationship. It, it's just so, and this is why I, like, wanted to stab all the audience members who were shaking their head in disbelief. Like, I, maybe you've never been in this situation, but modern dating is weird, and it is messed up, and it is extremely ambiguous. And this is why all of society has an abandonment complex right now, because we don't define relationships. We do continue dating a thousand people forever. Like, that's literally what happens, especially if you're in cities, and he was in Nashville. Like, it's... It's just, it's true, even though it sounds wrong. Yeah, I don't think any, I don't think these are good things necessarily. They're not. But they are real things. Yeah, and and, and I find myself behaving in, in ways that are bad because of this culture, you know? It's like, I, I'm not letting myself up, myself off the hook, but, you know, I know what's right and wrong, kind of. Like, <laughs> kind of. But I still do things that will hurt other people because it's like, that's what we've decided is fair. Like the rules of the rules of fairness are just really like wonky and and it leads to a lot of hurt, but that means we have to be extra empathetic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be open and honest. Mm-hmm. Even when it's you know, but sometimes it doesn't work out for you when you're open and honest. You don't get what you want. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's a tough it's a tough game. But you know, this is this is really a case of don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. I mean you can hate the player a little bit. <laughs> but mostly hate the game. All right, we're going to take a break. Then we're going to talk about the rest of the show back after this. All right, we're back. Hello. All right, so after, I mean, all that aside, everything we just said about Jed and that situation aside, Jed is a cornball. <laughs> Jed brought his guitar to the rose ceremony. Yeah, well, he had to finish his album. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like, sometimes I don't have the words, so it's easy to sing. So he sang her a song that he wrote. I mean, honestly, his worst crime was this was going on the show. No, was going on the show under, you know, false pretenses, which he copped to. Oh, you mean the, the girl <laughs> or the music? <laughs> but he still did it. No, I mean, he he uh, he copped to it, but then he continued to do it. You mean with the girl or the music? Oh, he continued to play the music. To his yeah, music. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is kind of funny, but it is his passion. I mean, you know, we don't have to. The thing is, this is what's so hard with the show. There is a reality where Jed is a complete dick and he's doing everything for his music career and he'll never change and he's lying to her about everything. That is a perfectly reasonable reality to believe. Like it, it could be true, but there's also a reality where 
he's doing his best, you know, and he's and everybody everybody on earth is like selfish and has blind spots and you know, thinks that their interests are the most important, whatever. So there's this other reality where he's actually trying his best and he's a good guy. And the the problem for Hannah is that it's really hard for her to figure out which is which. Uh, especially with all of these incentives of, you know, the music career and the Instagram following and the fame, whatever. So it's just, it's sad because I, in case, in case he's the good guy, and I think he, you know, I think he probably is. I also think he's probably young and like kind of a selfish dater. It's, it's makes me sad for him. Um, but yeah, the, the constant music playing was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i thought i actually though i really i mean i liked the rest of their proposal and he actually has a really impressive ability to be reciting the thing that like the speech that he wrote and for it to sound like he's coming up with it on the spot kind of um like all the the most cringy thing about these proposals every season is like the the recital of the speech mm-hmm. that they just memorized. And it sounds like they're reading off of cue cards. Um, and that actually made it even more sad when Tyler got interrupted. Cause it was like, he was, he was reciting his speech, you know, he was remembering it and it was like really endearing, yeah. like a school kid. And then all of a sudden he's being stopped and I wanted to stab myself in the heart. Yeah. That was really sad when she just like Tyler. Yeah. And as, as soon as she she said that, he knew it was over. I know. Ugh. Oh, sad. God, I, it's okay. There's 900,000 virgins waiting for him in Instagram paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it, it will never not be cruel I know. how they have the runner-up give their speech, mm-hmm. you know? It's always, like, so, so heartbreaking. It, and it reminds me of, I wrote this in my recap, but it was funny to me, so I, I'll say it again here. When the runner-up gets out of their limo, mm-hmm. And we know they're about to be eliminated because we see them get out, you know, before they see them get out first. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Joe Pesci in the movie Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long. When he's about to get whacked. Yeah. He thinks he's going to become a made man and they shoot him in the head. It's just like that. Mm-hmm. Well, what I what I find really funny about this TV show is it spends two months taking these people who believe that they are closed off and they probably are in some sense like you do open up really fast when you're on the show and it shows them the beauty of opening up and it it turns them into these loving caring people and then at the end it completely punishes them for opening up like it it punishes them so much that i wouldn't blame them if they never became vulnerable again and then it sends them to paradise which is like you know boy island so it's like it breaks them into good people and then it just turns them right back around and just makes them worse, like so much worse. <laughs> uh, the magic of TV. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> also at the in the studio, mm-hmm. there was a meeting of the Demi's. There was Demi and Demi. What? Did you see this? There was Demi Lovato. She was in the studio audience. <laughs> And she was sitting with Demi Burnett. Wow. Wow. They love Demi. They will do anything for her. They really do. They really do. Because they lost Corinne. So so they're like, we need to protect Demi. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Demi's a better Corinne anyway. 
Man, they really did drop Corinne like a sack of potatoes. She's just completely disappeared. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, Jacqueline, do you think Hannah and Tyler are going to get back together? Um, I don't know. Do they live in the same place or will they? No. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because Tyler was in, in I mean, there's no way he could have said no to her. So... I don't know what we were necessarily witnessing. I did think it'd be kind of funny if he was like, uh, I was kind of supposed to be the next Bachelor, so. Uh. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This was fake. This was Chris Harrison putting him under pressure. He's like, we're getting out of here on a, po- on a hopeful note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's not a good setup for him being the Bachelor, though. It's not. But I mean, they can say like, yeah, we went out and, you know, we're just going to be friends. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, he's the clear favorite for the next Bachelor. Yeah. The only reality I can see is if they're trying to get Mike in there instead. But. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. But Tyler's much more popular than Mike. Yeah. But Mike would probably be a better Bachelor. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. It's too early to call. But um, I mean, I could see them, you know, have a drink, you know, be friends. Because remember, mm-hmm. she dumped him. She didn't choose him. She's he's like, I don't know. You're gonna. You're not gonna dump me again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He uh he has other options. Uh, he has a lot of other options. I mean, yeah. He also <laughs> left that show and walked back to a, you know an exploding phone with yeah. you know like uh, there's that How I Met Your Mother episode where Barney puts his number on the Super Bowl and then it's just hot chicks calling him every five seconds and it's like it drives him completely crazy. Whatever. <laughs> That's Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> it felt a little lukewarm. Yeah. But even just, you know, for, for anyone who saw that and were like, oh my God, Hannah and Tyler are going to get back together. This is so exciting. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't not a real thing. And I think if anything, mm-hmm. if she's going to get back together with anyone, Peter? it's going to be Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Because we saw their body language. Uh-huh. Yeah. She, it was not the same with Tyler. But why wouldn't they just do that? Why wouldn't, if she actually wanted to get back together with Peter, that would have been a really cool ending. <laughs> that would have been. If she just went off script and was like, actually, do you want to do you want to get out of here? <laughs> Yesterday. She doesn't even show up for today. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're they're halfway to they're halfway to Hawaii. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break and we come back. Jacqueline's gonna have some news for us. All right, we're back. And Jacqueline is going to give us some news. But first, we're going to talk about where do you think this stacks up in all-time Bachelor finales? Uh, probably pretty low. I mean, it's I it was captivating, I guess. But it, it wasn't, you know, like Colton's finale was probably the best of all time. Ari's was one of the most interesting of all time. This was just depressing. But I didn't think it was as depressing as when they stay together and they're miserable. Like the most depressing yeah. that I've ever seen was Nick and Vanessa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say it's hard for me to say about this one because it it was more captivating than watching just the happy couple ones where everything goes according to plan. So it was. Those are boring. Yeah, there was a. So this was interesting. It's just, it's like hard to call it my favorite. Yeah, it was definitely something different. You know, this this has never happened on The Bachelorette before, mm-hmm. where the couple breaks up before the finale. It's happened on The Bachelor 
several times. Yeah. But never on The Bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hannah is the one to carry that load. Like, yeah. Yeah. If anyone's going to look good alone on a People magazine cover, it's Hannah. Like, that feels right. For sure. Hannah's journey of Mm self-discovery. Yeah, that's a good ending. I just, you know what? I think what makes me especially sad is just the public's role in this. I really just don't like that. Um, And I don't like it that people are pressured into making decisions they might not otherwise make if it weren't for the public. And I don't know that Hannah would actually cop to that, you know, or or I don't know that feel right to her, but I can't help but think that. Hmm. Well, I thought this was a good season. Amazing season. My favorite of all time, including The Bachelors. Nice. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. It also helps that we were talking about it every week. (laughs) Talking about it every week. Yeah, but I hated Colton season until the end. Yeah. Yeah. Great season. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. For a great Bachelorette season. God, seriously. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, Hannah Brown. You've killed, like, ugh. This could have been a painful experience for me watching this show every Monday, but it was just great. Yeah. So what was your favorite Hannah moment of the season? Oh, probably when she she walked into that room of guys and was like, you think that you're you think that he is the one making me psycho, but it's all of you and none of you know me. That was probably my number one favorite moment. Uh, Number two might have been the stop. This isn't something to clap about. Um, Her going off on Luke was great. This is what I really liked about her her proposal speech with Jed. Like again, she could have she could have given us a bunch of platitudes, and there were probably a couple in there. But I liked how she talked about being a little girl and praying for her husband and imagining him and wondering what his hopes and dreams were because that is like the most relatable thing I've ever heard. I don't know if guys do this, but I'm sure every girl alive just thinks about him, you know, about that future and like who is he and when when are our lines going to intersect? And just I don't know. It was just really. That that image was so vibrant and vivid. I guess that was the word I wanted. She, and she just does that a lot, you know? Like, she she helps me relate to the world better, and I never would have expected that from her. And also, the it really is a story of growth. I mean, she seems like a completely different person now than she was on Colton's season. Yeah, totally different. She was so, so insecure. Mm-hmm. And then she totally grew into herself. Yeah, without being arrogant. Like... Yeah. She talks about her strength, but she maintains her vulnerability and compassion and, and humility. It's amazing. So Yeah. I hope there is a good guy out there for her. Yeah. And listen, this opens up a lot of options. I think she's I think she'll marry a football player. A football player? A football player. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> Can be, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my favorite Hannah moment was when she told off Luke. It was just so satisfying. Right. We've been bi- We'd been building to it all season, mm-hmm. and then it lived up to the hype. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Jacqueline. What's up? You have some news for us. Yeah. Um, I'm Because it's it's nearing the time, I'm willing to say where I'm going to grad school. Yay. Yay. So, you got in. Mm-hmm. You got in. Let's set this up a little bit. So, when we started doing the show, you were applying yeah. and interviewing, mm-hmm. and you found out a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and you got into <gasps> your top choice school which is duke university jacqueline's a blue devil i am a blue devil the king douche of of sports teams probably can we say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah people don't like the sports team (laughs) no it's just i mean really 
it, this is like the most poetic conclusion we ever could have come to because it was, yeah, it was my dream school growing up and they rejected me undergrad and I spent the last 10 years hating them. And then, but it, it was, it really took a, I, I think it took a toll on my self-esteem not getting in that first time. I was just always like, I'm not good enough for Duke. I'm not good enough for Duke. And then I got in for my PhD and without, I didn't even want to apply there because I was like, it's in, I don't want to move to North Carolina and I'll never get in anyway. And then my mom was like, Jacqueline, I'll pay for this application. Just please do it. And then that was the school I got into. Oh. So all three women in my family are Duke grads or well, Duke attendees wow. now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so so you're a legacy. Uh, well, that doesn't work that way for PhDs, but <laughs> <laughs> it would have worked that way for undergrad, and it still wasn't enough. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And so you're going to be when you come back to the United States of America, mm-hmm. you're going to be moving to Durham. North <laughs> I'll be Durham, North Carolina. I'll be right next to Jenna Cooper, though. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of All right, pig play. Oh, yeah. The pig. Mm-hmm. That pig is like magically Adorable. still a tiny, tiny child pig. All right. So I have some news, too. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Tyler today. By the time you hear this, the interview will probably be up on TVGuide.com. Go to TVGuide.com. We, so we won't be doing uh, regular Paradise recaps, but we'll be doing a very special episode at the end of the season. So stay subscribed. To a beautiful podcast to fall in love. So until then, I'm Liam Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. Bye. Bye. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel youtube.com slash tv guide for all this great free content and let us help you find your next binge